Welcome to Flagged for Review with Alex Fierst, brought to you by the Trust and Safety Foundation. Each episode, we talk in depth with a trust and safety expert about their career, personal experiences, and current developments in the field. So sit back, adjust your privacy screen, and let's see what's in the queue. Okay, hi, and welcome to Flag for Review. I'm your host, Alex Fierst, and with me this week are Clara Tao and Adeline Tsai, uh, who have founded the Trust and Safety Foundation. Um, how are you two doing? Good, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to share what we've been building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a big week. So why don't you get started and tell me a little bit about sort of your background in trust and safety and what brought you to uh, to this point, Clara? Yeah, uh, so I started working on uh, the Trust and Safety Foundation and the accompanying sister organization, the Trust and Safety Professional Association, around uh, a little bit over a year ago. Um, I first met our third co-founder, Eric Goldman, at a content moderation at Scale Conference Series which was started back in 2018 in an effort to bring together the community of professionals that do trust and safety and content moderation work. And there's been a series of three other conferences that have been taking place uh, in different cities since then. I was a speaker at one of them, and that's really how I got introduced to this wonderful community. We have two other co-founders, so Adeline uh, alongside Amac McGillery. Uh, the four of us really got together and felt like this was such an important organization uh, to exist. The, the Trust and Safety Professional Association is focused on ensuring that there is a space for trust and safety professionals to get together. The Trust and Safety Foundation is committed to improving society's understanding of the field of trust and safety, which includes a number of sub areas like content moderation. It includes other areas like risk and fraud. So we can go on and on about everything else that might be considered under the trust and safety umbrella. So that's a little bit about um, how I got started. I met Adeline a few months uh, into starting to work on this organization through Eric. Uh, the two of us have been really uh, nonstop building this up since since early 2019. So, yeah, I guess I guess you're. This is a job that has been around for a while now and is coalescing into a profession. And um, I suppose this this week it's it's having a moment of public recognition. So I guess that's both good good timing and also shows why it's going to be very helpful to sort of explain to the world what the nature is of like this type of work. I, I don't know. Tell me a little bit about like what you, work you were doing before that led you to decide to, to start this organization. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been um, kind of a content policy, um, you know, policy and operations grunt for you know, probably the past decade or so. Um, I started out at Google. Um, I was working on um, ads policy there, specifically landing page qualities. We did that for a while. And then towards the end of my time at Google, um, I was there for a number of years, um, started working on some content policy stuff, um, including touching a little bit on Google Docs um, and the policies there, um, uh, a little bit of Google Plus as well. Um, so after my time at Google, I ended up um, working at Twitter um, under Dell, Harvey, um, and I led the um, legal ads, publishers, and exchange policy team there. Um, it's a very long <laughs> team name to basically describe anything that had to do with monetization. So I helped build the team there. We worked a lot on self-serve and international ads, so that was quite the experience. 
Um, after my time at Twitter, um, I ended up leading the content policy team over at Pinterest. Um, and that, you know, had been a really kind of fulfilling role that I did for uh, a few years. Um, but then at some point, you know, um, my partner decided to go on a sabbatical um, himself. And um, it was just a good time to take a break um, and kind of reevaluate um, sort of all of these other things in my life. So um, I left Pinterest, um, not because I wasn't happy, but because it was just time to make a change. Um, and then I kind of consulted independently for a while, um, and I didn't really have any um, kind of um, obligation to any any company. So when this sort of opportunity came along, when I talked to Eric, um, it was really exciting to be kind of this free agent that had information and like knowledge and experience and trust and safety and be able to kind of give back in a way, because um, I think it's hard to um, really build or take on the ownership to build a community when you have a full-time job as a trust and safety person. Um, so I felt like this was a really um, kind of cool opportunity to, to, to do something in a more full-time um, capacity. So that's it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm curious, when, like when you took a step back from it all, so you, you had been doing work of one kind or another of trust and safety for a while, right? I think, I don't remember, but seven or eight years or something like that. Um, I was just curious if, what that led you to think about that, that, you know, once you had that distance, like what sorts of thoughts it gave you about like, you know, why this type of thing might be useful? Yeah, you know, I think um, trust and safety, even though it's been this profession and this field for, you know, like 30 years or something like that, ever since like the first internet community started coming together, um, I don't think there's been any sort of um, push to formalize the profession in the same way we've seen formalization come out of, you know, the privacy sector, um, you know, or the legal field. Um, and so, you know, it, it's a it's a really, and, and you know this, Alex, like it's a very um, particular community. It's in some ways very closed, but in some ways also pretty open because once you tell someone that you've worked on, you know, trust and safety issues, either through content review or, or doing policy um, or kind of doing forensics on accounts, there's this sort of, um, you know, um, kind of sense of community already, right? Because, you know, we've all seen um, terrible things together and um, the dark side of humanity together. And that's a really bonding experience. Um, so, so, so there's a very particular community, but um, there, there's sort of, um, I think for me, uh, as I started growing as a people manager, I really saw that there was a need to have kind of more specific resources that could really help someone um, grow in this career. There's a lot of turnover. Um, and it's really important, I think, to help um, sustain talent um, in the trust and safety field and help, help support people because the job is so um, challenging and it's easy to feel alone. So I think that's one of the things that I kind of really appreciated after being a people manager is helping people design a really long-term career in trust and safety um, and help people actually like, identify if this really is the right path for them and if it's a really fulfilling path for them. It's not for everyone, um, but for those who have decided to stay, I think it's really important um, that we do whatever we can as a community to help support them, you know, and their growth. So. Yeah, it's it's funny. I always um, I think different people come to this job for like myriad reasons, but um, but a lot of the people I think are helpers at heart. Like they're they it feels like a helping profession, um, even though I think potentially the public like focuses on the enforcement aspects of it, of like decisions to take things down or not take things down. The way that I experience a lot of the people in this community is as people who want to be helping. And so part of what was 
exciting to me about hearing that you that you two were, were launching this was um, that you're sort of like helping the helpers, that you're trying to find resources and find connections and find ways to create like a stable thing that is going to help people who are who are at, who are spending a lot of their days giving to other people or just like being very concerned about the well-being of a lot of different people on the internet. Yeah, I think it's easy for us, you know, to I think it's easy to kind of churn out a, a story about how like oh like you know this is some kind of expert organization or that you know anyone any one of us on the board right is an expert on developing and furthering the the trust and safety community but i kind of don't view it that way i think the right framing for us and philosophically we're all aligned on this on the board is really we're an enabling organization right the the membership and the people who join our organization are really the ones who hold um, the knowledge of what is best for them and we're here to exist as a resource so that you know we can help them reach those goals, um, but not necessarily be the ones to impose any particular um, framework on them, right? Um, being able to show people the different options that they can choose, right? Giving them autonomy to make decisions about their own careers. I think that's really important. And so so tell me a little about, so you have this, the foundation, which is gonna do sort of a bunch of education and a bunch of outreach and things like that. And then there is sort of the related Trust and Safety Professional Association. Um, and so who who would be uh, like eligible who would be the kind of person who should join the trust and safety professional association and um you know and, and what can they expect uh yeah so you know our goal for the trust and safety professional association is always to go as big tent as possible you know there's a lot of people very similar to the early days of cybersecurity. as as an example that have done this work informally there are people that do trust and safety that are volunteers that help maintain you know, Wikipedia. There are people that work full-time at companies. There are people that are at scale reviewers. There's also a growing set of professionals that might overlap into other fields, like former uh, government officials that are now doing threat intelligence for companies when there's you know, state-backed influence campaigns. So the, the community is really, really broad. And you know, that goes beyond just people at companies. It also includes people who are looking at this from academia, um, people who have been doing this work at a number of uh, nonprofit uh, and civil society groups that really have seen a lot of bad behavior happen. So I think that's that's what's so beautiful about this professional community is it's it's so broad, it's so diverse. And it's uh, that diversity is what makes it so interesting because everything you could expect in the offline world also happens online. So. Uh, right now, in terms of our initial membership, we are specifically working on different sets of membership options so that we can really cater to all these different types of people that would be ultimately part of the community. So please stay tuned for for more there. But TSPA really is something that is available and open to all. We are also looking at ways to create scholarships and other opportunities so that, you know, if, if people want to be part of this community, there's a way, there's always a way in to participate. Excellent. I'm, I'm just sort of curious, like what, what are some of the things you're most exciting about seeing happen now that, now that this has come to exist? I think I'm really excited about getting everyone in the same room. And I know you and I have kind of joked about this in the past, but sort of trust and safety summer camp, you know, like yeah. this, this this vision of, you know, having like 
a number of cabins in the Adirondacks where like people can, you know, just this kumbaya experience. Um, because there are so many people that feel like um, we're connected to um, because we've either worked with them before or, um, you know, we've produced through a friend of a friend who's um, working in trust and safety. But there's so many more people out there, right, um, who are doing this really interesting, challenging work. Um, and I just think my, my biggest thing is um, it would just be really wonderful to get everyone in the same space and kind of feel like this is sort of our home, right? Um, these are my people. Um, so to speak. Um, so, so that to me is kind of the, the best thing because once we get to know everyone else in our community, I think really productive conversations can happen, um, really fruitful conversations. And the more perspectives we, perspectives we bring into the fold, I think the more creative solutions, you know, we can think about, um, you know, we, we can create like to, to solve some of the, the difficult things that people are going through. Um, not just you know from the substantive policy side, but also from the like, how do I even construct a career for myself? You know, those are sort of the the, the bigger questions. I hope people will feel like they can find the right home to, to have those conversations in. Yeah, um, and and to add to Adeline's point around community, you know, one amazing part about having people know each other. I mean, even earlier this morning, we were talking to the Fair Play Alliance and. They're such a great community of, of professionals that, that do trust and safety work within gaming. There's so many subfields that professionals need to, uh, don't know if each other exists. And, and there's so many trends that can be shared. There's so much training that they can share with each other, information sharing. So I think there's a lot that comes out of one, the community trusting and knowing uh, each other's there. Um, there's so many different roles that other people can go into, but also I'm so excited about research because you know the research in this space has been very much missing for a long time. And when there is research being done, a lot of times it's not necessarily put into operational practice. So, so that's that's an area that I think will be very exciting as well to have more of that shared and be able to support individuals and teams in in the best way for their own professional development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. That's that's awesome. I um, I feel like the, this is a community of people that is that is weirdly devoted to each other, and that's partly what kept me doing it and kept me coming you know, coming back to it. And I think for a lot of people, especially yeah. early web days, part of like the quintessential internet experience was like, oh, I found my people. And so I think weirdly with this particular group of people who are sort of like meta dealing with other people's internet issues, I think it's also a very a, a very deeply bonded group of people who, um, f for for maybe hard to explain reasons, like become very tight knit. So I, I think it's very excited to have like one place for people to sort of enter and like start to see what people are doing and meet other people and also and get get this kind of exposure in a more like broad and, and, and systematic way. Um, so uh, I'm, this is one of the things that might have happened much sooner, but I'm very glad and thankful to you both for for doing it now. Um, well, and thank you for, for being an advisor and for being so supportive, you know, of everything that we've done. It's been huge. Yeah, you two got an amazing, not done in a year. I will, I will add to that. I think one thing that will be also very fun, maybe a good stretch goal for us is having professionals being able to explain what they do to their, to their uh, parents or to their family around the Thanksgiving table. I think that 
it will be really, really good for um, people to be able to feel like, you know, they have a proud identity of the work that not only they get to do day to day, but also something that their family really gets to understand how important, just how important it is. Yeah, I, th- I think um, when, when I was doing the interviews that I did for that article a few years back and was getting art commissioned, one of the things that struck me was that I, I needed to tell somebody like, please do some interesting art that is not people sitting in dark rooms wearing hoodies um, or like other of the established 20 to 5 to 30 year visual cliches of like of, of this type of work. And so I think in similar fashion, like expanding the range of like how people understand this is not being like a shadowy group of people in hoodies sitting in dark rooms um will be, will be very welcome although i like my hoodie yeah you know but it's it's on the menu i i was very close to putting on a hoodie for this interview so <laughs> glad i did it i think the video's not on well well, thank you. Thank you for talking to me. And um, uh, I'm very excited to see where this goes. And congrats on, uh, thank you for all the work you've done the last year. And and uh, very excited to see uh, all the folks who wind up joining and and wind up sort of becoming this community uh, that, that you two have put so much work into. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> We are so excited, by the way, to hear the next few episodes of, of this podcast, Flag for Review. Um, there's a lot of really, really amazing people that have been pioneers in trust and safety. So we can't wait to see what you cook up in future episodes. Thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm super excited to, to like try and excavate some of the prehistory of this particular slice of um, internet history and, and play Studs Turkle a little bit and get people... Um, talking about the early days, um, you know, before, before they all totally forget. So, so yeah, so thanks, thanks for giving me a forum for it.